Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year, which means it's a it's a particular time of year, which means it's the the time of year right before the big holiday in the Christian part of the world. I know there's another part of the world. Interesting, isn't it? There, there are probably several others. Anyway, it's uh, Christmas Eve as this program is being broadcast or podcast received. You tell me when you're hearing it. But no, don't really. That's that. Let that be your little secret. But it's um, a program basically devoted to that time of year. So with that as both a warning and an invitation, hello, welcome to this special Christmas Eve edition of Hello, Welcome to the La Show.
I get the holiday fever now Every time you walk by my house Yeah, you find me up Though a cold front is turning the weather If Santa asked me for what I wish I'd point to you and say, there she is I've been a real good boy Do you think we could get together? Got to get you under my tree Now back of your Christmas tree Come right to swing with me Got to get you under my tree Yuletide getting and giving The well spiked, the eggnog darling Tis the season right here in New Orleans Gonna raise a glass and toast to loving and living Got to get you under my tree Got to get you under my tree What a lovely present this would be
Louisiana, in in case you haven't guessed from the music heard so far. I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show. More Christmas stuff momentarily, but first, just a moment from the real world. That's right. News of the Olympic movement. That's the real world. Produced by Jim Ebersole, Jr., Who hasn't been made to resign yet. That's interesting, because he doesn't exist. Uh, South Korean officials have ruled out turning a state-of-the-art Olympic skating arena into a giant seafood freezer. Other than that, much, but not much is certain about the country's post-Winter Games plans for the expensive venues they have now built. Officials are preparing for the Games in and around the small mountain town of Pyeongchang, coming... Uh, just after the first of the year, but there are lingering worries over the huge financial burdens, really, facing one of the nation's poorest regions. This is in South Korea. Not North Korea. It's all a poor region. 
Local officials hope the games will provide a badly needed economic boost. Of course they do, by marking the area as a world-class tourist destination. But past experience, according to the Associated Press, shows that hosts who justified their Olympics with expectations of financial windfalls were often left deeply disappointed when the fanfare ended. Well, here's, here's the solution to that. Keep the fanfare going. John Williams, you can do it. This isn't lost on Gangwon Province, which governs Pyeongchang and nearby Gangyong, a seaside city that will host Olympic skating and hockey events. Officials there are trying hard to persuade the national government to pay to maintain new stadiums that will have little use once the athletes leave. But the government in Seoul is balking at the idea so far. You know, because it would cost money. The Olympics, which begin February 9th, will cost South Korea about $12.9 billion, much more than the 8 to 9 Sorry, much more than the $78 billion the country projected as the overall cost when the city won the bid way back in 2011. That never happens. Worries over costs have cast a shadow over the games among residents, long frustrated with what they say were decades of neglect in a region that doesn't have much going on other than domestic tourism and fishing. What good will a nicely managed global event really do for residents where we're struggling so much to make ends meet, said a local restaurant owner. What will the games leave, he asks? Maybe only debt. Strike the maybe, sir. The atmosphere was different when the uh, 1988 Seoul Summer Games essentially shaped that capital into the modern metropolis that it is today. In a country that cares now much less about the recognition that large sporting events bring, it will potentially be remembered more for things dismantled than built. The picturesque Olympic Stadium, a pentagonal 35,000-seat arena that sits in a county of 40,000, will only be used for the opening and closing ceremonies of the Olympics and Paralympics before workers tear it down. A scenic downhill course nearby will also be demolished after the Games to restore the area to its natural state. Fierce criticism by environmentalists over the venue being built on a pristine forest sacred to locals caused construction delays that nearly forced test events to be postponed. Gangwon officials want the national government to share costs for rebuilding the forests as much as $95 million. Despite more than a decade of planning, Gangwon remains unsure to do with the local Olympic facilities it will keep. Winter sports facilities are often harder to maintain than summer ones because of the higher costs for maintaining ice and snow and the usually smaller number of people they attract. Yeah, but it's a movement. It's the Olympics. It's a movement. And even at Christmas time, we all need one every day. It's Christmas time, yes, it's come again And my heart will break as it must again Seeing all those faces from way back when So tonight I'll sing Silent Night for you Just to live it all again 
again. Christmas Eve and my stomach churning, waking up to my Christmas stocking down the stairs and my family waiting there for me. So I'll dress the tree and I'll light the bow, 'cause it makes me feel like you're with me now. And the smile will soften this heavy brow, and the dark will icing silent night for you. And I could run, I could hide away, but what am I gonna do? Miss the chance to see you again. A turkey leg hanging off my plate, Christmas cake, and the world was so safe. Miss you cards from our aunties too. Made us laugh, how they made us feel blue. Everyone in their rightful place is there with me. Now it's Christmas time. Yes, it's come again. And my heart will break as it must again. But before I raise a glass with friends, well, I'll sing Silent Night for you.
Thank you so much, Harry. That's very nice. I'm humbled to, to be here. You know, occasionally this time of year, uh, my friends will say to me, Mr. Willard, And they call me Mr. Willard, because most of them have always felt a little uncomfortable around me. They'll say, what is the true story of Christmas? And I said, come on, everyone knows it. And I know we've heard it a thousand times, but I think this is the time and the place. TJ, I think you're right on, on cue there. So bear with me for the thousands and one first time. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And Caesar's wife, the evil queen, sp spent her days shopping and looking in the mirror, saying, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all? One day the mirror answered, It's your stepdaughter, the beautiful Maid Marian. The queen decreed that a hunter should take Marian out into the woods and cut out her heart. But Marian escaped, and a handsome prince found her slipper and followed her. He found her in a manger in Bethlehem, doing the only work she could do, scrubbing floors and taking care of a baby boy child named Jesus. But whose baby was it? Nobody knew. So, I know you've heard it all, but just... So the prince and Marian and Jesus went to live in the prince's castle and be happy ever after. But the wicked queen kept searching for them. And on December 7th, a day that will live in infamy, she captured Marian and Jesus and hid them in a cave. She left them one candle with enough oil to last for only seven days. This was called the dreidel. Well, everyone went crazy. The birds were flying all over the place, and the Japanese were fighting the Germans. And the Germans were fighting the Russians, and Marion's little friends, Grumpy and Sneezy and Groucho, went to Santa's kingdom in the North Pole to get him to help. They thought he was dead, but a kiss from Grumpy, Grumpy awoke him. And it came to pass that Santa called out some reindeer, and together, Dasher and Dancer and Donder and Blitzen, Sneezy and Grumpy and Groucho and Vixen flew to Bethlehem to try to save them. But lo, they couldn't find the cave. And you know how, where this goes. If you want to say it with me, please feel free. And it came to pass that Groucho's brother Zeppo had become an agent and enlisted the aid of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to lead them. Now a star shone in the east, and the shepherds were sore and afraid. <laughs> and Franklin Roosevelt, a great man, calmed them, saying, We have nothing to fear but fear itself. They found three wise men and bribed them with gold and Frank's incense and myrrh, which is a drink of milk and honey, like mead. And the wise men pointed to where Jesus and, and Maid Marian were trapped. Well, together they huffed and they puffed and they rolled away the stone. And many people don't believe this, but you have, have to believe. 
They rolled away the stone blocking the entrance and saved them. And the baby Jesus came out and saw his own shadow. I know you've heard it a million times, but... And he proclaimed there would be six more weeks of winter, and and to this, this day, that's why the baseball season doesn't start until April. And the seven dwarfs chased the wicked queen back to her castle, and then Cupid shot her with an arrow, and she was filled with love and realized that being the second best-looking woman in the world wasn't all that bad. At least she believed she was the second best-looking. And after all, the mirror wasn't about to correct her. And Santa celebrated by going all over the world and giving out presents, and that's why we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. And as Santa flew overhead to the North Pole, he was heard to cry, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And everyone's heart from that day forward was filled with love. And that's why, on the day after Christmas, department stores throw open their doors and offer great sales. It's a true story of Christmas. Thank you.
From New Orleans, this is the Christmas Eve edition of the show. Uh, you just heard a little sampling of what you might have heard at the Los Angeles version of Christmas Without Tears, the uh, charity show that Judith Owen and I put on every year in Chicago, L.A., New Orleans, sometimes New York, sometimes London, sometimes your house. Uh, Fred Willard was telling the true story of Christmas there, and Richard Thompson was doing Run Run Rudolph, and then... Uh, Snowfall was an arrangement that was done this year by John Michael Higgins and the OK Corral at uh, Christmas Without Tears, which, by the way, there is a Christmas Without Tears CD that I think all the proceeds go to uh, the charities that we raise money for with the live shows. So if you can't come to the live show, you can also fail to buy the CD. Merry Christmas, everybody. And Merry War on Christmas, too. Jesus was a dreidel spinner, and this we can't forget. Paul was Saul before he was Paul, and the Last Supper was a Seder. Jesus was a dreidel spinner, and all his disciples were too. So all you Christians remember, your Lord was a Jew.
Christmas time is here, by golly, disapproval would be folly. Deck the halls with hunks of holly, fill a cup and don't say when. Kill the turkeys, ducks, and chickens, mix the punch, drag out the dickens. Even though the prospect sickens, brother, here we go again. On Christmas Day, you can't get sore, your fellow man you must adore. There's time to rob him all the more, the other 306 a day aboard. Relations, sparing no expense, send some useless old utensil. Or a matching pen and pencil, just the thing I need. How nice. It doesn't matter how sincere it is, nor how heartfelt the spirit. Sentiment will not endear it. What's important is the price. Bark the Herald Tribune sings, advertising wondrous things. God rest ye merry merchants, may ye make the Yuletide pay. Angels we have heard on high Tell us to go out and buy So let the raucous sleigh bells jingle Hail our dear old friend Kris Kringle Driving his reindeer across the sky Don't stand underneath when they fly by Nothing for Christmas I've got plenty of stuff I haven't got room for the things I own Made up my mind Enough's enough I have over 3,000 records My books alone would fill a moving van So I don't want nothing for Christmas I hope you'll understand I don't want nothing for Christmas I've got too many clothes Twenty-five sweaters and thirty ties Forty shirts, don't need no more of those I can't think of any good reason I'd want more videos and DVDs I don't want nothing for Christmas Heed my wishes, please Take the money you'd spend on a present for me And buy a bag or a meal, one he'll appreciate Or you can stop by the house for a hug and a kiss That would be great for Christmas Nothing material please I'm more than happy with what I've got I'm feeling good My mind's at ease We've all become too greedy I don't care what our TVs say 
Just spread your love to the needy To have a great Christmas day To have a great Christmas day And what could warm you on a Christmas Eve or day? More than news of the warm, won't you? forests you see today when's the last forest you saw today by the way you probably saw a forest of buildings but no they're talking about the trees the forests you see today are not what you will see in the future that's the overarching finding from a new study on the resilience of rocky mountain forests led by colorado state university researchers analyzed data from nearly 1500 sites in Colorado, Wyoming, Washington, Idaho, and Montana, measuring more than 63,000 seedlings after 52 wildfires that burned over the past three decades. They wanted to understand if and how changing climate over the last several decades affected post-fire tree regrowth. That would be a key indicator of forest resilience. You remember him. He was in a lot of those 40s movies. They found sobering results, including significant decreases in tree regeneration following wildfires in the early part of this century. This is a period markedly hotter and drier than the late 20th century. And we're proud of that. The research team said with a warming climate, forests are less resilient after wildfires. So maybe uh, maybe a, a, a bonus for Smokey the Bear to keep him from... Ha- we often talk about climate change and how it will affect us in the future, but the truth is we're already seeing these changes, said um, lead researcher. Disturbances like wildfires are a catalyst for change in many places. Forests are not coming back after fires. You know, like, like Matt Lauer. What we found to be dramatic even in the relatively short 23-year study period, added the researcher. Historically, forests do change over time, but the research team said their findings suggested it will take a much longer time after wildfires for sites to return to forests if they return at all. In one-third of the areas studied, researchers found no seedlings growing. Zero, zilch, not zip, nada. The hardest-hit sites were the warmest and driest, and that where fires burned so severely that few trees survived to provide seed I think we need Johnny Tree Seed running around now, don't you? Even if we plant trees in those areas, uh-oh, it's unlikely to be successful, said the researcher. We need to start expecting that these landscapes aren't going to look the same in the future, whether it's reduced densities of trees or no longer a forest at all. She says one of the big surprises for the team was seeing the data for the average annual water deficit in the study sites. In my lifetime, she said, you can see these sites becoming substantially hotter and drier. Many forest managers want post-fire years to be cooler and wetter to help with regeneration. That's just not happening anymore or happening very infrequently. She says, what can be done? While trees similar to the ones that burned have typically been planted on a fire-ravaged site, they may not longer be the smartest approach. She's been meeting with land managers and foresters to discuss what might be better? Managers might want to plant species that are adapted to the current and future climate, not the climate of the past, she says. There are also areas that could support certain tree species, but there isn't any regeneration currently. These are the ideal places to plant 
after a fire. Another strategy is to foster fires burning under less extreme conditions so that more trees survive to provide seed. When fires are patchy, more areas are within reach of a surviving tree. This goes back to that old story about do you encourage these areas to burn more frequently as opposed to the uh, current practice of trying to prevent fires as much as possible so that when they do burn, they burn like crazy. News of the Warm, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this Merry Christmas broadcast.
Ladies and gentlemen, the next song you're going to hear was a world premiered on this program a few weeks ago, and uh, I was in receipt of a note from the manager of one of the stations that thankfully still carries this broadcast saying, oh, a listener was offended. Would I care to apologize? And of course, you know, you know exactly what happened then. But, um, you know, I I was offended too, to to tell you the truth, because It's a complicated song to sing, and at that point, I didn't really know how to sing it. So uh, this would be take two. Santa's gone off for an afternoon nap. Mrs. Claus pieced together the clues. A hostile play environment was declared for his lap. Then she saw the girls on the news. Extreme vetting the guys, undecking some halls. It's gone quite beyond embarrassment. Clausian confusion infuses the malls Who knew touching your ass meant harassment Reckoning time for Santa His elves are in shock and dismay They may well boycott sleigh duty Come this Christmas day Mr. Weinstein ordered The reindeer surveilled In case they might talk to the press and Santa Roy Moore asked a 14 year old to ride on his Polar Express three wise men brought frankincense, sense but it didn't prevent the storm He flew up to the pole to greet Santa's elves. His hugs were a little too warm. 
time for Santa He's in need of some sound advice He's composing his lists this Christmas And he's more naughty than nice the most famous reindeer of all renowned for the shade of his nose but he had to blush at the depth of massage from the visiting Charlie Rose Santa will take the coming year off mulling issues of sex and power but he won't leave the North Pole to visit some shrink no he'll satellite chat with Matt Lauer reckoning time for Santa as he lifts off to the skies He's ashamed of his past behavior But beneath the suit Despite all the loot He's still one of the guys Summertime, 
Speaking of the uh, Christmas Without Tears shows that uh, we do every year, let me take this uh, opportunity to thank all of the incredibly talented artists who help us out in Chicago, New Orleans, and Los Angeles with, in turn, our ability to help charities for the homeless and in New Orleans for the New Orleans Musicians Clinic. And ladies and gentlemen, let me thank you for sticking around for as much time as you've been listening to the show. It returns next week, you know, at the same time over this same audio device of choice. And it'll be just like 
big sales happening right after Christmas. If you'd agree to join with me then, would you already? Thank you very much. Uh huh. Show chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and exile in Hawaii desk. Thanks as always to Pam Halstead and to Jenny Lawson for help with today's program. The email address for this thing and a playlist of the music heard here on, as well as your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts for that New Year's Eve party, all at harryshearer.com. And I'm on Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. So long and happy holidays from the Crescent City.